Vonnegut, one of the most influential American novelists of the 20th century, once said this, The arts are not a way to make a living. They are a very human way of making life more bearable. Practicing an art, no matter how well or badly, is a way to make your soul grow for heaven's sake. Sing in the shower, dance to the radio, tell stories, write a poem to a friend, even a lousy poem. Do it as well as you possibly can. You will get an enormous reward. You will have created something. Art is not some grandiose luxury we should feel distant from. Anything that moves us, anything that entertains us is already art. If we don't get to see cute doodles by kids, reminisce the old days at the sound of an old song, tap our feet and vibe with a new song, or be moved by picturesque sceneries painted by nature, if we don't have such little pleasures of life to revel in, how dreary and desolate would this world be? So, a very human way of making life more bearable that also makes our souls grow. Do you want to try one now? Well, maybe we can start by dancing to the radio. I'm Lena Park, and this is One Fine Day. Welcome to One Fine Day with Lena Park. How many of you guys got moving there? At least moving your shoulders, tapping your feet to Dinga Dinga by Mama Moo, starting us off today. So, author Kurt Vonnegut is also quoted to have saying that to practice art is to experience becoming, to find out what's inside you to make your soul grow. I love that phrase, to experience becoming. It's true, trying to fulfill our lives a little bit, art's the way to go, you know, just anything creative. In fact, without getting so deep into those words or into philosophy, just imagine, for example, a world without music. No dinga dinga to start our show. Well, that would be pretty bleak, right? Pretty dry and boring, to say the least. Music does add at least a little something to our lives, does it not? It comforts us when we need comforting and also just makes us happier. So I hope you'll stick around for the next two hours so that we can all be happier together. As always, your Sayander stories and anecdotes about anything and everything are all welcome. And if you think about it, these Sayander, these messages you send us are all little works of art in and of themselves, something that you composed to express yourself or to tell a story. So share your art with us as you also tell me where you are and what you're up to today, because of course our global roll call is coming up in just a moment. Don't forget to also send in any song requests for your favorite musical art pieces. Just message me on Kong, right on the various message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr or leave a comment on our latest posts on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day and Facebook at facebook.com slash EnglishKBS. If you have a Korean phone number, you can text me at sharp 8150. It's 51 per SMS and 101 per MMS. In part two of the show, we'll be joined by Professor Cynthia Yu for our Tuesday segment, OFD and Chill. So stay tuned to find out which works of arts that she will talk about today. All right, I'll be back with the roll call after this. Here is Sanje with the song Radio. Yeah. 
One Fine Day is coming to you live from Seoul, Korea. Right now it is 5.21 p.m. We got a little bit of a break in temperatures today. I know it's only 2-3 degrees, but what a difference just going above zero makes. Ooh, I feel like it's almost warm. No, it's still cold. Right now I'm talking to you in a studio located on the fourth floor of the main KBS building in Yeoido, Seoul. Where are you? now for our global roll call. A chance for me to find out where in the world all my listeners are and what you are all up to today. Aside from listening to our show, of course, where are you? Listener Yoon Mi Jung writes, I received the second school attendance notice today. My second, Billy, is still such a baby, but he'll be an elementary school student soon. I don't know if you'll remember, but he still loves Elsa and princesses. I'm already excited for his school life and already worried just how busy I'll become the new semester. We should be alright, right? Oh, I'm sure. Just gotta take it one day at a time and you will be able to adjust. Well, it's very exciting times for your second son to be getting to school. Wow, so he still loves his princesses. I remember that very endearing fact about him. I'm sure I hope he is able to express himself fully. And I hope he loves elementary school. Listener Lee Seung-yeon 533 writes, Hi, DJ Lena. Today I finally go back to Korea from here, Naples. I've traveled 10 countries, about 20 cities in Europe for 50 days. But it was like only a five-day dream. I can't believe how I went to so many places. It was definitely unforgettable, wonderful experiences. Amalfi Coast is the most beautiful place I've ever went. And you know, listening to OFD was very helpful for improving my English. Your beautiful voice always motivates me to learn English. Now, I will be doing some game suakwawe, tutoring to refill my tongjang, my empty bank account. It's time to travel my Korean life again. Always thank you, Lena. Your songs and OFD are always with me wherever I am. Oh my gosh, 20 European cities in 50 days. You really went everywhere. I can just imagine what wonderful experiences that you had. I hope that you are able to carry them with you as you begin traveling your Korean life. I love that. That's a great, great phrase. Tungsuk72 writes, DJ Lena, in my neighborhood, it was minus 17 degrees Celsius yesterday and minus 16 degrees today. I don't know how many layers I'd put on this morning to go to work. In weather like this, I really hate to leave my blankets. Still, I made it to work safely and I am working hard. I hope everyone stays healthy despite the extreme cold. Oh my my, I don't know where you are. Definitely you are not in Seoul. It didn't get that cold, but wowee, minus 17 degrees. Definitely hope you guys are all traveling safely and warmly. Listener Tong Pekun-nim says it's 4.30 and I'm transferring at the Yoido Transfer Center. The electric bus is really warm. Be careful of the snow tomorrow. Yes, snow in the forecast. Oh, those warm buses, I remember. They always put me into the dreamiest sleep. So I hope you don't miss your stop. Mokles Raman writes, good morning with a heart emoji from Bangladesh. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, let's take a look at our song requests. Now, the Blue Maniac writes, How are you today? I hope you're fine. Thank you, and I'd like to request the song from NCT Dream, Candy. Thank you, and have a nice day. And incidentally, D1 Rafikul Islam also wants to hear another boy group, 17's song, Hot. All right, so now we have one cover of an H.O.T. song. And one song called H.O.T. or Hot. So let's listen. Candy by NCT Dream and then Hot by Seventeen.
by Seventeen. Before that, it was NCT Dream's rendition of a Toti's song, Candy. A little bit of uh, kindred spirits going on there with the two song requests. Listener SWGHJ26 writes, I was listening to your song and then realized the radio show started, so here I am. Wonderful. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listener Tepe Warren writes, Writing in our anecdotes to OFD is counted too, right? Sorry, I can't write in these few days because I am in mourning for my friend's passing last weekend. My heart still aches. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear um, our condolences from everyone here at OFD. We're really sorry to hear about her, your friend's passing. Please take all the time you need. I hope that uh, the music that you listen to on the show will be a source of comfort for you. Yubini Ko writes, Lina Onni, 안녕하세요. A few days ago, something strange happened at home. I was sitting in the living room in the evening then suddenly I heard sounds of something clanking and then crashing. I went to the kitchen because I thought it must have been some dishes, but nothing. I was puzzled until I went to the master bedroom bathroom and saw that the tiles there had almost all fallen and sprawled all over the floor. Since I only have about a month left to live here, the landlord and I decided to just leave it be. But still, it's hard to believe such a thing can happen. I usually dry my hair there, but I'm scared the rest of the tiles will fall off, so I brought the hair dryer out into the living room. Whoa, that is scary. Tiles randomly falling off the wall of your bathroom? Well, definitely a good idea to move that hair dryer out and uh, just limit your time in that room because you don't want those tiles falling on you when you are actually in the bathroom, right? That is for sure. Maybe it has something to do with the cold or maybe it was just uh, the age of the uh, unit. Well, in any case, glad that you are safe at least. Listener Jong Sung-ha writes, 안녕하세요, 정연 누나. Last Sunday, I went to OFD's Friday guest Jo Hyung-woo-nim's concert with my wife. I was in the Gangnam area, and I knew nothing of the area until I saw Professor Yu's Instagram posts. So thanks to her recommendations, I got to have some delicious espresso and dinner after the concert. Well, she should be called Yushulengaide. I want to thank her when she comes on the show today. And Cho Hyungun-nim's concert was with a great cause was fantastic too. As expected, OFD is truly a wonderful program. My request song is Cho Hyungwoo's Be My Guest. Well, it's so wonderful that you were able to catch Hyungwoo's concert and on top of that, have a really fantastic time. I think that Cynthia will really like Yushilin Guide. I'll definitely convey that to her when she's in the show here later today. But for now, let's listen to your song request. We'll all listen to Cho Hyungwoo with be my guest. You're listening to One Fine Day with Lena Park on KBS World Radio. Listener Alicia Y wrote, When pitching to media... You try our best to get those releases locked in on embargo as early as possible before competitors beat us to it. And of course, we plan our events several months in advance as well. So I've been so used to seeing the date, 2023, that some of us seem to have internalized that it is already 2023. When posting a Christmas post to an important person's SNS, the post had gone through four sets of eyes and multiple rounds of review, but none of us noticed it said that it's 2023 and something about looking forward to 2024 until more than two hours after the post went live. Oh, talk about living in the future. Oh, well, of course, I mean, we uh, we can look forward to 2024, of course. No matter how much you look over those social media posts, it's always hard to catch the littlest typos. Well, 
I guess you're just going to have to go back and edit. Ah, well. Johnny Media 49 writes, Hello. The talk about loyal fans resonated with me. I believe a certain level of loyalty and fandom comes from the many live streams, reality episodes, variety shows, or radio shows. When members are having fun and making jokes, their individual personalities shows in a way I rarely got from the bands I followed before. I know it's edited with amped up charisma, but there's enough positive spontaneous reactions that I can believe that they keep hanging out when the camera is off. It gives me a sense of checking in to uh, see what my overseas friends are up to, and then I legitimately care whether they are enjoying success comfortably and will support them. The opposite side of the coin is where we can feel very real empathy with the perceived failures, injustices, and lack of support we but can't help. That's very true. Definitely in this day and age, uh, with the social media and uh, just the access to instant information, fandom is able to be, I guess, um, propagated a lot more efficiently and on a larger scale and um, at with a more frequency, of course. But I don't know. I remember being a hardcore fan back in the 80s of 90s of the artists I love and any little thing that they did. One thing, one appearance was just, uh, it had even more of a lasting impact because it was such a big deal, because it was so rare and so precious. So I don't know. Maybe there are pros and cons. Thank you so much for your stories, your works of art, anecdotes. I'll be back with today's parallel universe for after one more song. Here is Jo Dongchi with Heyo Joso Chounirde Perks of Breakup featuring From. They're different, but not entirely. Two different songs from two different parts of the world. It's like they belong to a parallel universe. It's time to listen to a couple of songs that are seemingly nothing alike, but actually somewhat similar in one way or another upon closer inspection. One K-pop track and one non-K-pop track. It is parallel universe. Now today we're going to listen to two songs that are about dancing in something or somewhere. We'll first listen to the K-pop song Dancing in the Dark by Wei. Wei, W-E-I, is a six-piece boy group that debuted in October of 2020. They've been drawing lots of attention for their eye-catching performances that leave very lasting impressions. Their song, Dancing in the Dark, was part of their 2021 album entitled Identity Challenge. It's about being curious about the world despite its vastness and darkness, being determined to overcome any obstacles or limits to reach one's dreams. That dream being someone special, an object of affection. Here's a bit of the song's words. I'm dancing a dance for you. My heart is moving more wildly. I'm dancing a dance of fantasies. Piercing through the darkness, I have no fear. I hold your hand. Even if the world stops me, I'm dancing a dance for you. My heart is moving as if it would burst, dancing in the dark. All right. Sounds like not such a bad thing to be dancing in the dark, just having that confidence. As for our non-K-pop song of the day, we'll listen to Dancing in the Kitchen by American pop rock band Lainey. This song comes from Lainey's 2021 album, and it's said to be about a newfound love. The song has been described to express 
a profound affection and admiration for the smaller, more intimate moments that define relationships. The band members have said that they've become more and more obsessed with focusing on the micro moments in life, the things that we often overlook, like dancing in the kitchen with the person you love. And here's some of the song's lyrics. I could spend a thousand nights right here inside this room. Swear the only one I want is you. And it doesn't matter what we do. We could have nothing at all, and it'd still feel like nothing's missing. Now we're moving like we're on the moon. We could fly around the world, but we always end up dancing in the kitchen, dancing in the kitchen. Ooh. Are you ready to dance wherever you may be? Let's listen. Dancing in the Dark by We I, followed by Dancing in the Kitchen by Lainey. That was Lainey with Dancing in the Kitchen, and before that, We I with Dancing in the Dark. Well, that be at the dark, be at the kitchen, hope you're dancing somewhere. Those were the parallel universe songs of the day. Now in part two, our expert with impeccable taste, it is Professor Cynthia Yu, who will be joining me here in the studio for OFD and Chill. I hope you don't change that channel and join us. But let me wrap up part one of the show. We kind of dropped the name yesterday, but here we get to hear it. For reals, it's the new one from New Jeans, Ditto. Welcome to part two of One Fine Day with Lena Park. OFD and Chill is coming right up. Professor Cynthia will join me in the studio in a moment. So if you can't decide which Korean movie or drama to watch next, or even which K-star to start standing, first hear what she recommends. Let's take a song break, though, to give Cynthia some time to get settled in here. Now, coincidentally, we found these two artists on the songwriting, the lyricist writing credits for the song we just heard, Ditto. Cool, right? So we will listen to Uhyo with her song Chungchun Youth, the day version. And after that, Komjong Tima, the black skirts with Hanshi Open or countless titles are showing at the movie theaters and even more dramas are there for you to binge when every one of them is as inviting as the next how do you decide just where to start maybe you should first OFD and chill k-dramas have been huge for several decades but the real secret is out Korean films are just as awesome. So be it film or TV, if that one-inch-tall barrier of subtitles means nothing to you, but you just don't know where to start, let OFD and Chill be your guide. As usual, our guide, an expert with wintry tastes, it is Professor Cynthia Yu. Hello, hello. Hi. You look very wintry today. It's very pretty. Oh, yeah. Very calming, pastel pinks and beiges. And I think, well, it's I not like exactly it. tone Cozy. on tone, but because yeah. it's a cool tone and sort of a warm tone. But it all gives this aura of a cozy wintriness. I'm going to keep doing this until yeah. I finish marking. Okay. <laughs> 
That's fine. <laughs> Looking calm might help me feel more feel calm. Feel more calm. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. You, you have a huge responsibility on your shoulders as you do the final grading for your students wrapping up this semester. Congratulations on at least finishing classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, congrats to all our student listeners out there. I yes. know we have some adorable high school listeners who yes. are probably finishing up various classwork and whatnot. Absolutely. So this is the crunch time and Mm -hmm. all the classes are ending up. All the, you know, last minute makeup exams are being taken this week. And (laughs) yeah, it's it's sort of exciting, stressful and exciting at the same time for both students and teachers. I know. I know. I think our, you know, semester ends too late. It's just too close to you know, the Christmas holidays. It really is. So it just makes it a little bit more kind of hectic for Mm. everyone all around, including families as well, having to gear up to the holidays. Well, I hope you don't have a problem gearing up to the holidays. We have Tepe Warren saying, hello, hello, Professor Cynthia. And um, I don't think that you were able to catch this anecdote in our first part of our show. But oh, okay. apparently our Wednesday guest, Hyungu, uh-huh. had a small little concert in Gangnam this weekend. Oh, nice. Very nice. And one of our listeners, Chung sung uh, went with his wife but knew nothing about the Gangnam area, didn't know where to go, and then ended up getting all their recommendations from your Instagram and oh. got some great espresso, uh, got some great dinner, and said thanks, all thanks to Yushileng Yosuni. That recent post, yeah. I love that espresso Was bar. It really good? It's so good. <laughs> it's pretty. It's, yeah. I mean, everything is just top notch. Plus, even mm-hmm. the prices are good. Not too exorbitant or Not anything. Not at all. Very mm-hmm. nice. So, uh, I love this phrase that he coined the term the Yushilin Guide. <gasps> <laughs> you were like a dining guide, Yay. and uh, he says, "Thank you, thank you, thanks to you." I mm-hmm. was actually complimented by my wife. <laughs> That's always good. That's right? always super, super good. Mm-hmm. And Alicia has a little update and says, "I saw that Reborn Rich finishes airing this Sunday, so right? I started watching on Saturday. I was hoping to pace myself through mm-hmm. it. As of last night." I was ten and a half episodes through. I guess it's so hard to stop, huh? Oh my goodness. Wow. Like it I mean, okay, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. later, But yeah. Wow, it's crazy. It is in Korea we have this term Mm -hmm. ending machi. Yes. They really know how to like finish on a sort of like their final scene always Mm. kind of begs for more and you're like like, I can't wait until tomorrow (laughs) to figure out what happened and then you know the trailer it's so horrible it's just full of lousy tukbap you know it's like not going to go as the trailer kind of hints at and you're like so they're throwing you red herrings in so the teaser. So the annoying. You know, I never watch those teasers. You I shouldn't. As a rule, don't. But I do. You do? I do. Cause I, I don't. I, I try to I, cipher, you know, so it's, you know, the trailer thinks I it's going to go yeah. this way. I know it's going to go the other way. Oh, that's Oh my goodness. I mean, I Mm -hmm. suppose if we are, if we're not on a streaming service and we're actually waiting like one day or one week for the next episode, that teaser's all you have to go on. It's all we have. It's all we have. I see the appeal, but I just, I I really hate to even see, even if it's not a spoiler, Mm -hmm. I just don't want any little clues or hints to whatever's going on. So I always just turn it off or leave the room right away as soon as those teasers start. And then, no. you know, sometimes you have the misfortune of looking up an, you know, an, oh, no. a, a, an article oh, on, like, gosh. one of the entertainment sites. It's and you're so like, crazy. no! I know, I know. So, they're so, so terrible. Sometimes so hard. They have it the in the subject line. Uh, yeah, the, the title. title. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Hey, guys, let's not do those spoilers yeah. so much, or at least... I'm not even going to click on your article for that. Oh, I'm so no, angry. No, no. At least just say spoiler alert mm-hmm. in person. Parentheses mm-hmm. before the, the the article begins or mm-hmm. some or something or anyhow. Well, mm-hmm. everybody's got to make a living. Everybody's got to get those likes. Sure. Those views. Sure. <laughs> well, in any case, mm-hmm. um, an adjective I've used before before for you, wintry taste is definitely that time of year again. 
to look into some wintry picks because we're all in the mood. Well, most of us are in the mood who are experiencing a cold winter like here in Seoul. Yeah, today's mm-hmm. sort of selection is a little bit eclectic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does have a winter theme. I, I see mm-hmm. what you mean by eclectic all right. of a sudden here. It's a winter theme. Right. Okay, so keep that in mind. A lot of white stuff. A lot of snow or <laughs> ice or something in... And that's n- mm-hmm. maybe where the similarities right, end. Right, because it's all over the place. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the first one mm-hmm. is this drama that I just heard that mm-hmm. your manager loved mm-hmm. while oh. he was in the army, of oh, all places. Really? Yeah, he watched it, like, as it aired. As it aired. Um, in 2013, during the winter. Oh. It, I think it um, started in the February of that year. Mm-hmm. And the title is, That Winter, The Wind Blows. Mm. <laughs> Wow. Sorry, whenever anyone uses blows, I keep thinking of something else, like oh. a pejorative term, but yeah. Oh, or, yeah, like no. it, it's, it's not it's, good. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> but that's, this was a very popular drama um, mm-hmm. penned by, you know, No Hee Kyung. Oh. And it stars big names, mm-hmm. um, Song Ye Kyo and yeah. Jo In Sung wow. as the main romantic couple. Mm-hmm. And wow, t- pretty couple already. Oh, Our romantic leads. My <laughs> goodness. Like, I, I actually didn't see the drama, so mm-hmm. I turned it on. Yeah. And already the first scene, yeah. you see Choin Sung in yeah. bed. Yeah. And, you know, there's a little a fair bit of Choin Sung. A little skin. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, I did not know Choin Sung had such good skin. Oh, yes. He yes, lovely skin. Looks beautiful. Glowing. Yes. And then um, I noticed, actually, mm-hmm. in that first episode, so many extreme close-ups oh, of our leading oh. lady and leading man. Oh, and I it, think that the producers knew what the viewers wanted. They have two good actors as well as beautiful people. Mm-hmm. So why not just take advantage and do those close-ups, do those beauty shots? Apparently, you know, they were really going for that. Um, oh. The... Uh, the director, Kim Gyu-tae, mm. who had worked with Noi Gyeong and Song Ye-gyeong earlier in the right. series Worlds Within. Mm, that's right? right. We talked about that. Yes, we did. He did utilize a lot of what he called ultra close-up shots. Oh, my gosh. Right? Those... To highlight their emotions, uh-huh. to accentuate even the smallest movements right. in their face and expressions in their eyes. Something that is actually employed a lot more in film than right. for a TV drama. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, their um, cinematographer, Kim chun Sok said mm-hmm. that usually Korean dramas resort to medium shots or sure. kind of like bus shots, right. or chest and above. Chest and up. Um, so this was quite a visual change mm. from the usual K-dramas. And they actually used very expensive, high-definition cameras. Wow. Known for their rich color and high-speed cinematography. Yeah, every little detail caught. Just pops out. You popping know? out, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's true. I mean, when you see a medium shot or a far shot of a normal right. three-cameras TV series... Mm-hmm. Small movements really go unnoticed. Right. Even expressions mm-hmm. can just totally be lost right. the camera. So it takes like literally a different type of cinematography mm. to get just that little bit of like, I don't know, eyelashes fluttering or <laughs> totally. all those details. Right? Um, Already but, very intimate. But you know what made me feel a little bit better? Because mm. they were so gorgeous. I was yeah. like, how can anyone be that gorgeous? Uh-huh. They did use a lot of post-production correction oh. techniques. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> because if I had to do an ultra, ultra close shop, I would definitely appreciate a little some, faux shop. A little bit of zhuzhing up there. Mm-hmm. Sure, yes. yeah. Please remove those dark bags <laughs> under my eyes. Thank you. So I don't begrudge them that. No. That's and a hard thing for them to subject themselves to. Actually, as you know. Sometimes, you know, we've discussed it. Sometimes these post-production correction mm-hmm. uh, days is a little too much, a little, right? A little much and sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah, a little over the top sometimes. Right? But here, no. It's lovely. I don't know how they, how they did it. Yes, it looks just, so natural. natural. You're wondering, you're gasping, do they look that good in you're person? Gasping. Honestly, I was like, yeah. that is so unfair. Wow. <laughs> but 
Yes, but it looked really natural. Wonderful. You know, I Already, was, I think that we're looking at some two idealized mm-hmm. romantic leads, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Choi In-sung plays a sort of gambler Ooh. and con man. Oh, a bad boy. Who pretends to be the long-lost brother of a blind heiress to oh. a big chaebol fortune. Song Hye-kyo plays a blind heiress. Yes. To be honest, when I, first, when I saw the first episode, mm-hmm. I kind of... Laughed a little bit. Okay, it was a very very romance novel premise. Yes, yes, and the music is Uh very two thousand. You know those a little overly dramatic, right? Mm -hmm. So in some ways, Mm -hmm. it did feel a little dated. Okay, but apparently, you just can't help but be sucked into the story. Oh, see that now that's saying a lot. Even if it's dated, mm-hmm. the fact that you keep watching cuz you're drawn to the characters. I mean, you know, last um last episode mm-hmm. you were talking about Song Joong-ki's. That's right. You know, drama, mm-hmm. the the chakan namja. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of makchang doesn't sure, hurt. Sure. Right? That's true. It really mm-hmm. does draw you in. It invests you high drama, yes. high action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. All right. So in Korean, this uh, um, drama is called Kyeol Parami Punda. Um, and apparently uh, fans just kind of shortened it down to Kugyeol. Kugyeol. That's right. All right. We'll talk a little bit more about this wintry romance after one song break. Here's Komi with Nunkot or Snowflake from Beautiful performance by Kami on the song Nunkot or Snowflake from Kukyeol Parami Punda OST. That winter, the wind blows. It's already a very kind of uh, the, the the title gives you a really good idea of what to expect in tones of tone. Right. And this is obviously a romance, very mm-hmm. romance novel type premise. But even for the, all the schmaltziness, though, you're gonna get sucked in, right? You're gonna get drawn yeah. in. And there's a bit of a thriller element too, you know, Ooh. because <laughs> you know Choi Song places mm-hmm. con man, That's so right. you know, various kind of bad guys are after him. Ah, CD affiliates. Right? Mm. And, you know, whenever the blind heiress, <laughs> right? There's this sort of stepmother figure mm. who is very bad. Ooh, mm-hmm. villainously bad. Right. Mm, so there is this kind of like, oh, will they make it? <laughs> right? It's not just like, oh. Yeah. It's more like, oh. No. <gasps> will they even mm-hmm. make it? Oh, my right. goodness. Will they survive? Uh, GHSK Fen09 uh, remarks that uh, this is not all the only Song Hegyo drama that Kami sang for. She, of course, sang also for Taeyang Yehue. Very mm. good catch there. Alicia knew the song mm-hmm. and says, Oh, I didn't know it was from this drama. There you go. It was for this soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, actually, Song Hegyo has a new OTT. You know, um, special coming out, drama coming out. Yeah, I heard it's buzzing a little bit. Huge yeah. marketing for it. I'm right? seeing posters mm. everywhere. Wow. It's called Glory, mm-hmm. and it's penned by none other than Kim Eun-suk. Wow, with a Dokkebi. Right, right. So I think there's kind of a lot of buzz about it Imagine. and high expectations. Yes, yes. But you know, Song Yegyo plays a sort of character who's mm-hmm. much more darker, right, than when she's played, and you know, the story also looks quite dark and, mm. you know, kind yeah, of thriller-like thriller as well. like yes. Right? So, so kind of a branching out for actor right. Song Hye-kyo. But apparently she does relish these kinds of roles, mm, you know. I can imagine. But apparently she doesn't do as well in these sort of productions that are not as sort of romance-focused. Well, I think that that's <laughs> maybe less her fault and more on the expectations of True. her fans and mm. viewers because we just, we sort of kind of, we... We can't help but put her on a pedestal right. because she's just so lovely. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we kind of like seeing, unfortunately, mm-hmm. her be the damsel in distress right. or, or, you know, the femme fatale or some sort of feminine mm-hmm. heroine-like figure. Yeah, an actual hero, right? Someone yes. you root for. An ideal, but, idealized person. Right, but someone with a lot of flaws, maybe yes. an anti-hero mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. a mixed kind of mm-hmm. gray 
character, right. um, you might wonder, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't sit well with fans, and that's a testament to Song Hye-kyo's fans because, mm-hmm. you know, that's just how much they love her. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, it is sort of not her fault, but you feel bad for her as an actress because she's like, come on, she's kind of, guys. kind of pegged, right? Yes, I need to get box. out of my little pigeonhole mm-hmm. and, you know... Um, broaden my acting horizons. We should all support her. Let her broaden her horizons. Well, for some reason, my husband is actually looking forward to Glory as well. Ooh. So I think I'll be seeing it at I'm, the end of I'm the month. I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of buzz going on for right. that. We will, of course, update you on that. I'm sure Cynthia will get all the deets on that later. <laughs> all right. So that's our first wintry pick mm-hmm. for everybody. Nice little mo- melodrama. That's right. Romance. And, you know. So beautiful. Um, beautifully shot. It's one of the reasons that it was so popular. Not oh. only the cast, the story, mm-hmm. but just the young Sangmi. Ah. Just, you know. It was shot, mm-hmm. you know, in Gangwon-do mm-hmm. and various parts, like with all the wintry, uh, you know, mm-hmm. scenes. Plus, imagine. apparently they shot the first eight episodes. Yeah. So unlike the dramas of the day, yes. you know, they were able to do a lot more post-production. Ah, I see. On. Because mm-hmm. they, because of the wintry kind of background of this, the, the setting, right. they had to kind of get in early mm-hmm. uh, to get in all that beautiful white wintry right. weather in Gangwon-do, which actually worked out better for them because mm-hmm. they had more time right. to put these episodes out, work on them, fine-tune them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually a lot, as we talked about earlier, a lot of Korean dramas were sort of, we call them singbang dramas. Mm, mm, <laughs> As right. if they were shot live. Because the scheduling is so mm. grueling and That's right. people are, you know, finishing post-production mm-hmm. days before it airs. Right. Yeah. Um, but this had a lot more, I think, yayu or time and to... And you can see the fruits of that. Right. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dreamy says, I really enjoyed the drama mm-hmm. and its story. And I also thought that Song Hye-kyo's acting was great. Mm-hmm. But separate from the good acting, it did bother me that she was wearing high heels and had full makeup on <laughs> for most of the scenes, despite playing the role of a visually impaired character. <laughs> okay, okay. So actually, it, this criticism came out very uh, early on because apparently there was an early c- scene where she was putting on makeup. Mm-hmm. And people were like, how can a blind person put on makeup? Okay. But they did research. Yes. And it's actually true that um, folks with visual sort of disabilities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still care about how they look. Sure, of course. Right? And they know... They learn how to apply makeup, makeup on themselves and dress appropriately. Right? Probably better than an average person because right? they're, they're, they're missing one sense, right? right. So they become uh, supernatural on all of their other remaining senses, Yeah, right? I mean, in an interview, she was asked about this question and she actually visited facilities for the blind mm-hmm. and asked them themselves. And they told her that they do wear makeup yes. and very colorful clothing that's... Yes you know, suits them. Right. <laughs> and they want to look nice. I mm-hmm. mean, that's totally, totally tracks. Of course. Right. Of course. That's good. <laughs> well, good on them to do their right. due research um, that allowed us to enjoy Song Hye-kyo mm. in her full makeup. <laughs> her her dutifully researched right. and politically correct right. full makeup. <laughs> All right. Um, what other wintry goodies do you have to recommend for us today? Yeah. Um, this movie was actually, you know, did very well at the box office. Himalaya. I really want to see this film. Right? I want to see that. I'm waiting Mm -hmm. to find it somewhere here and there with subtitles. I think, oh, maybe it's not on the global site with subtitles. Not with subtitles. That's too bad. I'm waiting. Mm -hmm. It'll happen soon. This came out in 2015. Wow. Actually around the holidays, I believe. Oh, it did. It's a venture drama film directed by Lee Seok-hoon. Okay. And it's based on actually... The, a real-life story mm-hmm. involving climber Om Hong-gil, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's primarily focusing on his mentorship of two other climbers mm-hmm. who later die on an During an ascent. Na- right. I see, I see. In an see. accident. Mm. And it was released in 2015, sort of around mid, you know, mid-December, about now. Just right around this mm-hmm. time of year. And it did super well. I think mm. it... Got it received seven million <gasps> tickets, almost chunman, not exactly, but wow. right. Yeah, great performer, definitely. And it was up against, I think, a Star Wars film. Wow! <laughs> wow! Ouch! So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it did very well. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. The plot, again, it's um, based on sort of real life story mm-hmm. incidents from a mountaineer, Om Hongil, mm-hmm. who helps um, other climbers, Park Mutek and his friend Park Jongbok. Okay. Om Hongil is played by none other than Hwang Jungmin, oh, of course. Yes. And his younger protege, Park Mutek, is played by actor Jung Woo. Okay. Right? A younger actor. Mm-hmm. Remember him from Ungda Para series? Oh. Right. Put up, pal, pal, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's this. The story is about Pak Mutek, who unfortunately perishes on uh, on one of his ascents I up see. the one of the Himalaya mountains, yeah. right? Yeah. So what Om Hongir decides is he gathers a group of friends, mm-hmm. a group of mountaineers, to go and retrieve his friend's body. I see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So I won't give away the ending, but it doesn't actually go as planned. Okay. But it is, you know, heartbreaking. It's an action adventure film, but just that sheer, the stakes of this extreme kind of um, activity. Yeah. Life and death at at every corner kind of thing. Right. I can imagine just the heightened emotion. Yeah, it's an adventure film based on the Himalayas, Right. right? But it has a lot of heart and a lot of tears as well. And a lot of the, you learn again, a a lot of the ins and outs of mountaineering as well, which is also kind of fun. This must have been such a a challenge to shoot Mm -hmm. as well. So it was was an adventurous kind of topic to tackle, you know, as on the part of the filmmakers. Okay, we'll be back with more about Himalaya and more wintry picks from Professor Cynthia after this. Here's Taeyeon with Kriho Hana, only one from the Kukyo OST. Welcome back to One Fine Day. It is One Fine Day's Tuesday segment, OFD and Chill. And speaking of chill, we are talking about some wintry K-movies slash K-dramas to enjoy during this winter season with Cynthia Yu in the studio with me. Now we're talking about the Himalayas. That's right. And uh, Hwang Jung-min, I remember the poster mm-hmm. to this movie. The <laughs> close-up of Hwang Jung-min, his indescribable expression on his face. Right. I remember because it being it's, so impactful. It's Is he crying or is he laughing? Yeah. It's just yeah. like he's so full of emotion. Yes, exactly. And uh, that's really the draw mm-hmm. for me to even just want to watch this film in the first place. I've never seen trailers. It's just that picture of Hwang Jung-min alone. Amazing actor. There's actually a sort of a side story to the um, film brochure. Oh. It, you know, the front page right. is, you know, that shot, yes, right? Yes, Apparently, the sizing is just perfect for folks to use it as a mask. So, <laughs> so it's a sort of meme contest for oh. everyone who watched the movie yeah. or enjoyed the movie yeah. to sort of, like, use, you know, Hwang Jung-min's face. face as a mask. So, and then, you know, they put themselves... Superimposed up. over right. their body. Right. That's interesting. <laughs> And the and the um, moviegoers just called it Hwang Jung-min Nori. Hwang Jung-min Nori? Playing Hwang Jung-min. Oh, right? interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, he's just so, I don't know. Yeah, that you are totally right about that poster. Yeah. That is a really Still kind of... I remember it. Right? Yeah. And it's an amazing sort of, poster. He, it just, he, it takes up the whole of the poster. Just his face. face. And just crusted with snow mm-hmm. and, you know, just... I can't even imagine filming. Did they really go to the Himalayas to yes, film this? Yes, I believe so. Um, there was actually, I think, a really sad story about um, maybe one of the mountaineers who oh. helped mm. with the um, with the crew. Mm-hmm. And then there was, a, uh, I think, a, one of the directors mm-hmm. who also got involved in a later expedition. And he passed away on one of the climbs, which really affected, the I production. think. Yeah, which <gasps> really affected the industry. It also is a kind of a reflection, I right. think, for that staff to, I mean, unfortunately, to an extreme extent, just the, just how dangerous. extreme and dangerous right. the subject matter mm-hmm. is that they're depicting right. to even have a mountaineer on their production staff mm-hmm. actually perish. 
<gasps> I don't. It wasn't a mountaineer. I think it was uh, one of their directors. Oh no! On a separate documentary. I see. Right. Oh my goodness! But what harrowing! Qu- mm-hmm. Why do people do it? <laughs> That's just that's just me because mm-hmm. I don't even like going out in the cold. Uh, I mean, obviously there must be this amazing thrill right. to reach accomplishments, the top of right. the the summit, right. right? Right to have survived all odds. But can you imagine going on a climb, a perhaps a very dangerous climb to retrieve a fallen? That's true. You know, a fallen you know mountaineer. Exactly. Right. I mean, in one way. It's somber already, Mm -hmm. um, and it just makes it's going to make the going feel harder because you're not, you don't at least even have the adrenaline Mm -hmm. of like being pumped up about accomplishing something. But then on the other hand, maybe it's more motivation to succeed, to to return, you know. Exactly, but it's an emotional motivation. A very emotional journey. Wow. And, you know, the. Um, the rest of the cast is superb. Mm. We have Hang Jung-min and Jung-woo. Right. Chul Sung-ha um, mm-hmm. also plays a mountaineer. There's Kim In-gwon, mm-hmm. Kim Won-hae, mm-hmm. and Lee Hae-young. Mm-hmm. Also, Rami Ran oh. plays a female mountaineer oh, in this story, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And she actually won a Best Supporting Actress Award at the Peck Sung Awards. Wow, for this, for this, this performance. performance. Right. That's amazing. Showing her... Um, amazing range once right. again, be it comedy, be it not. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. This was actually a great year for her because I think she was on um, Dancing Queen as well wow. around this time. Talk about versatility. Yeah. Right. All the many different faces of Ramiran. Mm-hmm. I almost am just curious to watch for and, her performance. And remember, alone. we watched that video of her singing music video? She was so a superb good. singer. Yes. <laughs> what can this woman not do? I know. Right? Oh my gosh. Talk about an eclectic mix that Mm -hmm. you have for us so far. We went from (laughs) a sweeping romantic wintry drama with um, beautiful romantic leads, Mm -hmm. polished honey-like skin, and then now we are in the grueling conditions of winter in the Himalayas. And... uh, Climbing up against all odds, right. life or death, to retrieve a body. Very somber. Mm-hmm. And that's an adventure film, Himalayas. What's our last? It's just, it's the, another, where, where hundred, go another 180 here? degrees, another but there's a lot of degrees. snow here as well. Okay. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. All right. Um, but to be honest, it takes mm-hmm. place indoors. So mm. we're talking about snow piercer. Ah, <laughs> nice. Good one. Very good. Oh. <laughs> so talk about a little bit of something for everybody. Um, some people want to be all cozied up at home mm-hmm. and watch something romantic. I'm sort of feeling, right. you know, in a romantic comedy mood. That's why so many holiday romantic comedies come It's out. true. Yeah. I mean... Or sweeping drama, romances. Right. Yeah. People don't really want to face the harsh reality of a post a couple. Apocalyptic <laughs> future. But some right? people do. Some people do. Oh. Um, and you know, snow is just like you said, um, just an extremely important factor in mm-hmm. setting up the premise of this right. movie, Snowpiercer. Yes. Um, it the plot takes place. The story takes place in 2031, mm-hmm. which is actually not so far from where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's 17 years after the, the, an attempt to stop global warming yes. through this sort of stratospheric aerosol <laughs> injection. Sorry, that sounds a little odd. It backfires, creating a new ice age on Earth. So yeah. basically all life... All living life is obliterated. Right. Except for this one train that keeps circumnavigating the world mm-hmm. continuously. Continuous so it's kind of like an infinity machine, right? Yes, we learned is. about in school. Yeah. Um, and it's run by this very reclusive business rich guy, mm-hmm. man, Wilford, someone mm-hmm. named Wilford. Right. Very mysterious. Right. And then the passengers on the train are very segregated. Mm-hmm. You get the elites, the rich, mm-hmm. on the front end of, of the, the train. train. Mm-hmm. And then you get the poor, sort of working class folks mm-hmm. back at the tail end mm. of the train. Wow. And they are overseen by these armed guards to right. make sure they don't move beyond their caste. They right? have to 
keep up the social order. Right. And it's um, very diligently, um, actually militarily almost guided, forced really upon us. Yeah. All right. We'll be back with more about Snowpiercer. But one more song from the Himalaya soundtrack here. Here's Chosumi with 그대 없는 날, The Time Without You. We just heard Tosumi with 그대 없는 날, The Time Without You. You can just tell just from the song, the kind of the tone that you can expect, right. the heightened emotion that you can expect from Himalaya. Um, for our last wintry pick, though, we are, like Cynthia said, doing another 180 in a different direction. <laughs> and going with, this was, I guess, Cutting edge, I think, would be the word that I would pick, just in terms of how the production even came about in the first place. It was, first of all, it was confusing. I was like, wait, is this a Korean movie? Is this a Hollywood movie? Like, I just didn't know. So explain to us. Yeah, yeah because this film was <clears throat> Bong Juno's English language debut. Ah. And almost 85% of the film's dialogue is in English. I see. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the film was, of course, directed by Bong Juno, mm-hmm. and the script was written by. Uh-huh. and his partner, Kelly Masterson, okay. right? professional mm-hmm. partner. Mm-hmm. And it's based on a French climate fiction graphic novel, right? Interesting. I will not try to pronounce the title in French, uh-huh. but it means Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, yes. Right. And, you know, it was actually not just a South Korean production, mm-hmm. but it was also f- filmed and produced in Czechoslovakia, so... The mm. Czech Republic, sorry. Uh-huh. I'm kind of older. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I didn't even see anything wrong with what you said. The Czech Republic. <laughs> the Czech so Republic. it was a co-production between South Korea mm-hmm. and the Czech Republic. And it has huge stars. Oh, my gosh. What an amazing right? Hollywood cast that right? we have here. Chris Evans, mm-hmm. right? Um, Song Kang-ho. Of course. And um, Ko Ah-sung plays mm-hmm. his daughter. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Right. Yeah, she's great. Tilda Swinton. Mm. Oh, I do like it when this actress gets all weird. Yes. She is so good at doing these weird characters, when, right? Yeah, when she just gets to be very creative. Right. And is given full reign, free Her reign. teeth, mm-hmm. the glasses. Yes. Right? Amazing. She's a beautiful actress, but she yes. can also do really outlandish characters. Absolutely. Her physicality. And she's not afraid to do right. it, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, the more out there, the better. Right? right. I love her. And there's Jamie Bell. That's oh, a great turn. Great turn, yeah. Octavia Spencer. Oh, love her too. Right? Yeah. And John Hurt mm-hmm. and Ed Harris rounds Harris. out the sort of main cast. Right. Star-studded cast. Right. And, yes. But there are great supporting characters there as really well. There really was. Right? Absolutely. Because it's about this sort of motley crew of kale and revolutionaries, right? Led by Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they go sort of these, um, they go carp, sorry, um, one cart by cart? Car or by car. Car by car, right? They're working their way to the front mm-hmm. to just try and get to the bottom of what is this going on here? Why yeah. does the status of social order have to be like this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember their their initial motivation, but yeah, they wanted to get to the front of the train. Yeah, because, you know, they were basically eating these bars made oh out of... Oh my gosh, I totally Koreans were all making fun of it because it looks like a very popular Korean treat, right? Yeah. Made with a red beans. Bean treat, yeah. Red beans. Um, but it's actually made with insects, cockroaches, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they want to get out of this sort of unfair position, this horrible life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they get a sort of motley crew of um, kind of like soldiers, I guess, going right. because they figure that the guards' have weapons have no ammunition in them. They think that it's just for show. Right. And then there are some <laughs> really, like, really tense thrilling scenes mm-hmm. where, remember, like, they turn off the lights yes. while the guards have these night vision goggles. That's right. That's right. So scary. So and, tense. And it's all filmed inside what we believe to be a small railway car. Right. Right? So there's this really intense kind of thrilling so, aspect to it. There, There's a sense of extreme claustrophobia. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's no private spaces. Right. Uh, and, um, 
I think even just from the graphic novel's premise, mm-hmm. um, from the very start, it's very so clever mm-hmm. because first of all, they're you're enclosing and limiting the space right. of all the action. In fact, the world right. right exists only in this tiny, really like cramped, claustrophobic car, mm-hmm. and you can you can only go forwards or backwards. You can't really go forwards, but they're gonna try. Right. So the action is extremely tight. Right. And um, yeah, you and we can only go in one direction. So the tension is already there before right. anything happens. Sure. You know. But as you know, this is a Bong Joon-ho film, so there are a lot of sort of allegorical That's right. um, imagery and storylines, yes. and you see these characters and yes. you realize they symbolize certain social groups mm-hmm. and issues in society Absolutely. of you know inequality mm-hmm. right the mm-hmm. social economic inequality that yeah. exists in the world right yeah absolutely and yeah. You know, there but as as it is a pungjuno film there's mm-hmm. lots of sort of comical like comical sort of hilarious black humor a lot of black humor macabre mm-hmm. humor um my favorite instance of that is a fantastic performance by actress Alison Pill <laughs> <laughs> do, do you remember who I'm talking yes. about yes she's the teacher right oh my gosh that i mean that's straight up pungjungo right there right yeah. that macabre kind of black humor twisted sense of humor right um you know i was trying to explain to students sarcasm and I was like, well, you know, mm-hmm. I should have shown them that scene, oh, right? Because yes. she is behaving in one way, but, you know, you know that she stands for something else. And something there's a, devious. And right. She's kind of pure evil she's in evil, this right. angelic form. Right. With her little Shirley Temple curls. Right. And mm-hmm. um, her sunny dis- dis- right. mis- uh, sunny demeanor. Mm-hmm. Like like she's like the um, kindergarten school teacher from heaven. Right. But she's got Instilling in her students the worst kind of... Yeah. Evilness. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's yeah. right. And that is true, Bong joon um, I guess, like you said, allegory, mm-hmm. also satire, right. and so social criticism, right. right there. And he doesn't have to expound; mm-hmm. he just shows. Right. Yeah, pretty amazing film. Yeah, um, there's actually some really fun, um, interesting stories mm-hmm. behind the post-production ah. stage with of this film. I see. Um, this. You know, it was produced by the Weinstein Company, Mm -hmm. but they requested 25 minutes of footage to be cut. Oh, really? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, things like there, there was a fish-gutting scene. Oh, Remember that? Yes. I think it was in that sushi car. <laughs> but Bong joon yeah. did this clever, gave him this clever story mm-hmm. saying that, you know, his father was a fisherman. Oh. And the scene was in tribute to his father's memory. Oh. So they, oh, so they we, let that scene go. We don't want to step on your right. cultural blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So he played on that. But it was a fib. It was a total fib. Oh, he he just really wanted that scene in there. Yes. So the producers, yeah, they I'm, acquiesced? Yes, for that scene. <laughs> but they did a screening, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And it got a poor review, so... Um, the Weinstein company told Pong that they needed to cut more, oh. right? Oh. However, they also tested a uh, screening of Pong's original director's cut right. of the film, and the mm. audience score was much higher oh, well. than the Weinstein company cut. Mm. So there was this kind of the story, you know, mm-hmm. got out, mm-hmm. and then there was this free Snowpiercer petition campaign. Started no by sort of fans of <gasps> Bong Juno of the mm-hmm. movie, supported mm-hmm. by um, the film stars like Toda Swinton yeah. and John Hurt. Oh, the stars themselves. Right. And it kind of reminds you of the Parasite campaign, right? Yeah. Regarding, the Os- regarding their Oscar oh, the run. nomination, yeah. Right. Because they didn't want to be pegged just in the foreign, foreign language film, film. Yeah. category. Right. And eventually, you know, this, the film was released with the director's cut. Wow. And Although, you know, the Weinstein Company sort of limited to an art house film kind of run, um, it did so well, got such good word of mouth Mm -hmm. that um, Snowpiercer got a wider U.S. release and played over 150 theaters. I love that. That's a great underdog story come true. Um, The thing is, is, I mean, if they're going to cast 
these A-listers. Right. I mean, obviously, this is Mm -hmm. Chris Evans um, kind of before he's like Captain America craziness, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Still a little bit of niche in his career. And these are niche actors, but still, they're like the top of the top. John Hurt. And you're not going to give this a wide release? Yeah, I think there's... You're not going to, like, believe in Bong Joon-ho's vision? I think it was a really silly kind of Mm. game of control, you know, by the Weinstein Company, right? But creativity endured and won the day, especially with even, uh, like, backup from the actors themselves. Right. uh, And the fans. Right. Um, And it did very well with the critics that year. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a very intriguing movie. Really, really well done. It makes you uncomfortable, but it's right. meant to make you uncomfortable exactly. in the best way, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and we wow. do see some snow at the beginning and at the end. <laughs> we know that there's just there's snow some all snow there. Snow, it's a snow piercing train, right? right. And, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's wintry. It counts. It is. It counts. It is. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cynthia. Fantastic picks. Like you said, eclectic wintry picks uh, for anybody who's you know, taste can run the gamut. (laughs) Well, I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you. All right, taking Cynthia out. Here's one more from the Himalaya soundtrack. It is YB and actor Hong Jung-min performing 창문 넘어 얼음푸시 옛 생각이 나겠지요. We just heard YB and Hwang Jung-min collaborating on 창문 넘어, 얼음푸시 생각 나겠지요, or Long Lost in the Memories, um, and the Beyond the Window. It's a long title, but a beautiful song. All right, that's all the time we have. Taking us out, here is Love Me from B.O. Thank you for tuning in. Love you, and see you tomorrow. Hey, go away, you